It can be a real issue if you own your own practice, and certainly not easy around the holiday season. So we're gonna take a look at work-life balance. Today, I'm all on the table. everybody and welcome to another episode of All on the Table where we talk about the business of massage. Uh, I am one of the hosts here, Vince Williams, and I am here as always with my friend and co-host. Suzanne Reynolds. Aloha, just got back from Hawaii yesterday. <laughs> yes, yes. You have been on, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call it, uh, I don't know if adventure is the right term, you've been busy. Yes, uh, with a lot of travel and some different different things going on. How Absolutely. is that? How is that uh, lining up for, for both of us? It's a couple of days away now from Thanksgiving uh, this year. Are you able to catch your breath enough to uh, realize that's coming, or is this going to be a takeout Thanksgiving? Uh, most likely, it's going to be a takeout Thanksgiving because we're going to really just kind of focus on being here we've just had such a you know chaotic year that um, we're just looking for a few days to just chill out and i think it's going to be the same thing with thanksgiving we're a group of you know my family is always thinking about you know gratitude and gratitude should be shared every day you should be thankful every day not just one day a year but it's always fun to get together with friends and family and and socialize <laughs> yeah. yeah and sometimes that's really just the the benefit of it is to slow down a little bit, which is interesting because that kind of takes us into our subject today, which is we thought we would talk about work-life work -life balance. balance yeah. And this was something you brought up, and it's really a great topic because before we even logged in today and we were just chatting, this was something that I I suffer with myself. My wife has challenges with. I know you have challenges with. I think pretty much everyone in the world we live in today, uh, at least in the America here, um, have has some big issues with this, and so we thought we we'd approach it a couple of different ways and and talk through that. You had mentioned that you just taught a, a class on this the other night, so right. tell me tell me what came out of that discussion with the with the students. Well, we we talk about you know career uh, longevity. You, having career longevity. Um, is really it's important especially if this was is what you want to do in your career you know massages it can be laborious but some of us i'm not giving out any names <laughs> when it got into massage that was it that was you know my work-life balance went all over the place so one of the things that i wanted to bring into teaching was making sure that other people weren't burning themselves out or any more time at work than at play because self-care you know all of that is so important for time with family and friends and I kind of lost that when I went into massage because it was all about I wanted to get out there and get my hands on people and you know it did have adverse effects on my family until they talked to me about it and said you need to be home more so you know there's there can be that downside to it but also you need to re-energize be able to ground yourself, center yourself, find something that's going to make you really happy to go back to work. Yeah. 
especially if you love what you do, because you can get a little bit burnt out and that work-life balance is huge. And I, and I think in massage specifically, um, if you're burned out, it, it's going to come through, right? And we're yeah. not then giving our, your best to your clients and and the experiences and everything you want it to be. And I think for most people, when they're thinking about what they want to do as a massage therapist, it is to be intentional and present in that moment. And that can be hard to do if you're if you're too burned out or you're too stressed out in, right. in other ways. So this is good for your work and it's good for you as a human Absolutely. and for life and your friends and your family as, as well. But it's tough because when you do something you love and it's a calling, I think that drives you deeper into it than if it's a job. And for a lot of people that I know that have gone into the field of massage, it's really a calling. It's something that they're passionate about and they want to dig into deeper. And if that's the case, it does start to drive and motivate all of these pieces. So I think what uh, a little bit of the conversation today is sort of those delineations. I think that you almost have to be intentional in a way that feels odd. Uh, It feels odd, I think, to be intentional about sort of separating you. <laughs> all of your spaces. But but yeah. I think um, it's something that you and I talked about outside of here. My, my wife said, I need cubbies for my life. You know, I need to be able to compartmentalize these different aspects of, of what's going on and allow myself to walk away from one aspect, knowing that it's handled or knowing that it's been given the energy that it deserves for that week or that month or, or whatever. And I think that that can be challenging. Yeah. I agree. Um, when I first started a massage, um, of course, I went, I already had a four-year-old and, you know, I had a balance going to school and starting to get set up. But once I started, I got licensed, then all of a sudden, you know, here I am hitting the floor running. I'm I'm going to events. I'm going to, I'm, I'm organizing volunteer events and I'm dragging my daughter with me. My husband was, you know, he was in the Navy, so he was doing things. So everything that I did, I took my daughter with me. And then I got pregnant with my son. And then once he was old enough, then he would be dragged. So they're like so entrenched in massage because <laughs> of just taking them with me throughout this journey. But I, I, for the longest time, I had a hard time separating the two. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that I had time for my kids but you know the more you get out there and the more that you put an effort out opportunities arise and I have a really hard time saying no to you know really good opportunities and so again what do I do I drag my children with me and it, it got a little bit too much and my husband did say something and so it's been a struggle for most of my career getting that balance well, I think you bring up a really good point, too, which is that in the beginning, the struggle is that sort of survival mechanism that sort of uh, I need to generate a certain amount of revenue. I have to put it. And so just like with starting any business or, or doing anything, there is a compulsion to kind of decide I, I got to keep going. I got to just grind it out. I got to go. And then at some point, the wheel starts moving itself and the opportunities start rolling in. Outside of your own efforts, you know, people call you out of nowhere, you start getting uh, other potential clients or opportunities. And then you feel as if you can't give those up because if it's rolling, I, I've got to be there. And what ends up happening is it's all consuming work then consumes you at the beginning stage. 
And then as soon as you take off, it consumes you at the next stage. Uh, and I think what what we're, we're talking about here, uh, and again, this is good for both you and me as well as anyone listening, right. is the idea that we do put some boundaries on this relationship we have to work, no matter how passionate we are. And I think some of that is season of life. Um, obviously, when you have young kids, that's going to be a different season than if you have no kids. Um, right. you, you have certain financial responsibilities. There's certain things you have to do there as well. And that's part of it. You have to relish your relationships as well. You have to take the time to be with friends and family. And um, I know that my concern was always being relevant in the field and just absorbing everything I could. But it just it it took away from my time with um, my friends and family. Right. Even my friends were massage therapists, so (laughs) they became my friends and. It just became all consuming. So yeah. it is really important to delineate off time, uh, time to go out and take a walk, go out into nature, uh, do something that rejuvenates you, spending time with friends and family. You know, there's a lot to it that that helps with that overall wellness. There's a chart out there and it talks about your overall wellness and it talks about financial wellness, maintaining financial wellness social wellness, um, of course, your health, your emotional wellness, your relationship wellness, um, even your environmental wellness and financial. Well, I think I already said financial, but it's just, <laughs> it feels like know, it comes up a lot, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does, you know, because, again, we get into that feast or famine mm-hmm. situation or we don't feel we have enough clients. So all of a sudden now we're out there trying to get more and cl- more clients. It's, again, it's scarcity thinking. It, um, it certainly can be. I, you know, I listened to another podcast the other day and somebody said something who was very successful, very successful person. And I resonated with this, this statement so much. Um, they said that they, they identified as poor. Uh, and what they were saying was no matter how much money they'd made or how much they'd done, unless they'd set objective things, to say like, okay, I'm, I, I've hit my numbers, I've done good, whatever that is, right? Those objective pieces, subjectively, they felt like they were always behind, right? right? No matter how far. And this is somebody that if you knew who it was, you'd realize like, I mean, you know, they're, they're worth, you know, lots. And, but still living in that mind. And a lot of that comes from childhood stuff, comes from different pieces. Right. So depending on what you were born into, that kind of, you know, where I really try to push myself in that abundance mentality over scarcity the fact right. is, I identify as poor in so many ways. So I have to create objective pieces. And I think that that's one of the things to work life balance is what are the objective goals that you need to set that you can say, if I put 20 hours a week or 30 hours a week into this, or if I do massage, but I add five hours a week of administrative and marketing that I'm going to just set into that plan, right. then I know I've done it. Once I, once I've hit the five hours, it's not about the results. It's if I do the next right thing, I do the five hours every week or every month or whatever your goal is, then you can rest easy and step away from it and move into another facet of your life. If you don't have that objective piece, it's did I do enough? You know, did I did I do what I I should do more? And I think I should do more is is this horrible refrain that just spins in the back of so many of our minds if we don't add objective goals and sort of just these pieces in place that we can look at and say, no, no, I, I can ignore that 
that sound in the back, that chorus in the back of my head. I did my, I did my thing. I did my three hours, my five, whatever it is. Because I think when you talk work-life balance, you're also talking about the pieces of both that are both regenerative and some of them are not restorative, right? right? We act as if when you leave work and you go to life, life is restorative. Not necessarily. necessarily. (laughs) Life can be dramatic and life can be stressful (laughs) and life can be, you know, and work could be the thing that you just lean into. And that somehow that's how I think a lot of us become workaholics almost is that work is controllable. Work is fun. It's our passion or whatever. But on the other side, there's the work that is the good work, whatever that is, getting your hands on somebody in your case. Right. Um, In my weird case, it's, you know, playing with spreadsheets, right? I'm a weirdo, but, um, but <laughs> you're just a numbers then, guy. I am a numbers guy, but then there's <laughs> other things, right? And for like a massage therapist that might be thinking through the administrative, it might be filing your quarterly excise tax. It might be handling, you know, any of the, those, the marketing side of things. If those things are not regenerative or restorative to you, and if you're not in a place to make a decision to sell that service off, essentially, that you're right. so busy that you can hand it off to somebody else. Um, which you should consider as soon as that's reasonable, if it's something that really taxes you, then you need to just figure out, okay, this is how I'm going to break that down. You know, it's, it's kind of the, uh, you know, I'm going to eat my vegetables first and then I'm going to get the stuff I like, right? I like vegetables, but you know, I mean, that's that mentality of sort of like, I'm going to set this time aside to do the hard stuff, but then I'm going to go do the stuff that regenerates me both in life and in work. Cause there's something about your work or there should be. There's some part of your day that you love. And if that's just being with clients and hands-on, then you yeah. need to figure out how to section off the other part, do it a reasonable amount, and then make sure you're focused on that hands-on time, especially at the end of the week as you're coming out of it. I mean, the last thing you want to do is start crunching numbers on a Friday evening if you're off on the weekend and then be dragging that with you. You know, find right. another time to do that. Finish with something that you really enjoy that you could just kind of walk away feeling energized going into the life portion of your week. Right. Uh, a lot of us uh, work, you know, weekends or every other weekend as well. So for massage therapists, it's really important to find a couple days that you can take off and do other things because it's really important. And I, I a lot, it depends on the massage therapist because I know people that will take like Tuesday and Thursday off. Sure. And that good that's good for them. But what I'm starting to realize is I kind of like that two day continuous day off. Yeah. And I don't mind. But my biggest problem is uh, if a client contacts me um, and they're hurting, I have to have the power to say, no, I'm sorry, that's not I'm not going to be able to do it. But most of us don't. Yeah. We say, OK, so I've got this time available. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to come in at this time, now we start breaking those boundaries and we start getting sucked into work again. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. And- we'll be right back with more all on the table. Let's face it. Starting a business can be scary, especially when you consider the initial costs of room rent, leases, credit checks, and furnishing a professional space. But what if there was a place that allowed you to own your own business, but took care of all of those daunting details? Well, there is, and it's called WellSpace, and it's made just for massage therapists and wellness professionals. At WellSpace, you are a member in a flexible room rental environment. You run your practice, but with no leases or credit checks. You pay a small monthly fee, 
and then rent the rooms as your business grows. The best part is that Wellspace handles all the details for you. Their facility is located in an easy to find retail location with plenty of parking. The building utilizes top security systems to protect you and your clients. They offer an automated check-in system, cleaning service, and even sheet service. It's all included. Plus, each room comes with top quality hydraulic tables and are fully furnished in a professional but neutral way so that you can bring your business's flavor into the room while you're treating your clients. Now your massage business can compete with top-end facilities without the cost or the stress. Memberships start at just $45 a month for new practitioners. The best way to understand how this will expand your practice is to come and see it for yourself. Take a walkthrough and discover what your practice can look like. Visit wellspacenw.com to sign up for a walkthrough tour today. That's wellspacenw.com. Wellspace, flexible treatment rooms for wellness professionals. And now back to the show. That's the reality we have to come to and we have to believe that you know this the standard sort of if you're taking care of yourself well you can take care of others well there's right. some real solid truth to that there's a reason that ism has been living around for hundreds of years thousands of years is simply because it makes sense that we cannot just give uh out of again that deficit which we've talked about in in other episodes right in fact one of the things that i'm trying to live out is a is a principle uh, of of time management that says that I only book up 80% of my life. Now, this is really challenging because just all the pieces, because it's like, right. okay. And when I say book up, I mean like project. So you're like, oh, it's a day off, but today I'm going to go do this project in my backyard or I'm going to go do this. That's still time that you've added to your schedule. And right. all of that should add up to 80, maybe 85%. But the point is that you need to have a buffer because throughout the week, something will come up you weren't expecting. Something right. will, somebody will need something. I can't tell you how many times I've been driving. This is a good example, I think. And I have to get to an appointment and I'm going to be there just barely at the exact time that I need to be there. And right. I'll see a car on the side of the road. And I'll think to myself, I really want to be a good person and a good citizen. And I want to help out and I want to see what's going on. But if I had given myself a 10 minute gap, I could have stopped and seen right. if there's something I could do. But because I gave myself exactly that 100% get there right at the moment. That's how rushy rushy I am. I, I can't do it. Right. And so leaving a gap in your life allows you to be more generous. Allowing a gap in your life allows you to be more healthy. I don't think this has always been the norm of how people have lived throughout the, the eons. This is a new thing in the last right. 100 years where we just fill up every space and every nook and cranny of our lives. And so by allowing yourself, when you're looking at your schedule, when you're looking at your life, when you take those two days off, have one of those days where you do housework and house projects and do a bunch of other stuff, but have some time in there that is right. nothing time. You'll fill it up. You'll find something, read a good book, go out in nature, take a hike, do whatever. But that way, if something else pops up, an emergency or whatever, you have some gap. You and I were both talking about a statement we both made. I can't tell you how many times and I know every listener is going to say, oh, yeah, I've said that. I don't have time to be sick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I don't have that's that's your body saying um, you should take a break. And you saying I don't have time for that. I don't have time for my health. I don't have time to be a good you know, steward to my body. That's not OK. But I think I say that all the time. And right. it's because my my time is so booked up that if 
I got sick for two days, it would throw me two days behind in my life. Right. As opposed to maybe just a little behind and I could make up for it with some of the gaps that I left. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's I, I've been thinking that as well, you know, especially with all this sickness going around, like I'm, you know, half of my family sick and I'm walking around to the house wearing a mask because I can't afford to get yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, but also, on the other hand, if you do too much and you stress your body out during that, your body, mind um, and your well-being, guess what? You're going to get sick. Well, how many of us get sick every time we take vacation time, right? You don't right. let your body get sick. And then you say, okay, I got a week off. And then boom, you get sick. And you're like, what are the odds? The odds are very good because your yes, body's been trying are. to tell you something for a while. <laughs> yes, they are very good. Yeah, but you've got it. That's why it's important to take time to regenerate because or re-energize yeah. or rejuvenate um, and, and take that time. What I do is to make sure that I'm ready to uh, have a client come in is and I've been working on this. Usually I'm an hour early to, mm. to anything because um, I don't like not to i don't want to feel rushed yeah i like that. um so what i've been working on is taking that particular hour it only takes me 10 minutes to get to work so i take that hour and then what i do is i start breaking it down to make sure that i have everything i need and but i do it slowly it's not like i'm racing around because i'm more likely to forget something mm -hmm. if i'm racing around so i'm taking that hour and then I make sure that everything is set up and I have a half hour just to kind of ground and get myself together. That helps a lot. And yeah. then I don't book any more than like three clients occasionally for on a day. Yeah. Because um, that's just the older I get, the harder it gets on the body. Yeah. And the stuff I do is deep work. So the thing is, is I love it. <laughs> so it can be addicting at times too. Yeah. you know, keep working. So I have to find somewhere in my day. My kids are older. They do their own thing. Um, I have time to really look at, um, you know, look at going outside or being somewhere and just enjoying it because that's what's needed. And I realized, and I told my classes last night, I said, what I realized was the most re-energizing aspect for me is going you know going to the ocean smelling the ocean air yeah. i was raised around the ocean and going to hawaii always brings that back um i don't head to the coast here very often but i i think i'm going to start doing it a little bit more often because that's what seems to really help me realize that i i outside of my world of my bubble that it's a lot bigger place. It's yeah. not just this go, 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 go. It's this we're living on this planet that's immense. And it's just amazing to sit there and look at the sky and the ocean and the mountains and know how how in infinite they seem, how much bigger they seem. You know, they're so magnificent. We do truly need to stop and smell the roses on occasion. <laughs> Hundred percent, and and for you and I, I'm, I don't know where everyone's at who might be listening, but if you're in the Pacific Northwest, like we're so lucky in the sense that uh, if you want to be on top of a mountain, you can be there within you know an hour. If you want to be out at the coast, you can be there within an hour and a half. And, right. and there, there's there's really a lot of opportunities for those aspects of nature that can be really. Uh, calming and centering. You know, I've been working on this philosophy, and I've only been doing it just recently. 
So I, I was trying to kind of think of what's this re-energizing or uh, this the solution for me, because I think a lot of times we don't always know uh, right. what what does re-energize us. And so we'll dissipate that energy in things like TV, staring at our phones, other things like that. And that, you know, there's a time and a place for some of that, but I don't know that it's really re-energizing, right? It's just dissipation of time uh, to, to kind of like let go of our brains and those kinds of things. So I put together a little acronym that it turns out worked out really well. I didn't even mean it to be this, but it turned into TLC. So I thought that was kind of cute because we're talking about, you know, how to care for myself here. So right. a little TLC, but for me, it's travel, uh, it's learning, and it's connection. Those three Absolutely. things um, are really powerful for me. So when I travel, that's probably my biggest love as far as just going places, seeing the architecture, seeing the world, seeing people, um, right. that's part of that connection. I love my wife and I just got back from uh, Charleston. And while there, we did a food tour. And ap- after the food tour, one couple had someplace they had to go. The other two couples and us hung out for hours we went somewhere at happy hour and just talked for nice now we're facebook friends you know it's just it's uh, that happens to us so often because we're making space for connection of random people and just have these lovely experiences they were wonderful people it was really cool and um so and then for me learning uh growth is an important part of of how i function in, in the sense of i just like to learn new things and you know right now i'm trying to learn Italian, which I'm horrible at. And, uh, you know, a bunch of things I'm not good at necessarily, but they're, you know, I'm learning piano. There's a lot of things that I'm working on, but those moments for me are energizing. If I can take a break and even go play with something or learn something for a little bit, it it helps me. Uh, it it gives me a a reprieve. Uh, it feels like a goal Uh, connection, just, you know, people I'm, I am by nature an extrovert, although I certainly can you know, find a spot where I'm like done with people and ready to to be at home or, or be relaxed. But for me, deep, real connection is is really powerful. And so, you know, spending times with friends or having a small gathering. I'm not a huge party guy, but if you give me a small g- gathering of people that I really care about, that can be super energizing at the end of the evening and those things. And so I'm trying to build those pieces in so I can make sure it's not just time at work and time away from work, but what is it that's actually building me up, fulfilling me and setting me on a course to where I can give my best self to clients right. and to uh, family and, and friends and other people. Yeah, I, I totally agree. For me, it's I love working with students. I love working with new people. Um, I always tell them, get me at a party. If you get me at a party, I'll probably stand in the corner if it's a bunch of just kind of, I don't know chit chat but you start mentioning massage or anatomy <laughs> you know watch out i want to take the room <laughs> right the goal today was to kind of share some some ideas and hopefully we've done a decent job of that i always like to kind of run back through a couple of things so work life balance yeah uh, if you're struggling with this and i'm just going to assume if you're listening to this podcast that you are because it's a thing that we all have to kind of deal with exactly. what is setting boundaries and then really owning those boundaries and understanding that they're there for a reason, that they're there to keep us healthy and to keep us our best for our clients, our family, our friends, as well as ourselves. And then leaving some space in your life, whether that's the 20% uh, or 10%, whatever you can do. If you're leaving none, leave 5%. Just try to start leaving some space in your life that allows you to be able to be generous, that allows you to be able to be calmer. 
uh, a little less frenetic. That's the thing. When I get to 100%, I get really frenetic and, and people don't don't always love that energy. So it's good for me to stay below that threshold so that I can be more of a calming force uh, in the world. And then figure out what it is that makes you refreshed, both in your work life and in your life. Uh, don't assume that life away from work is always the thing that refreshes you. There are specific aspects of probably both your work and your life that can refresh you. And if you can focus in on those and then add them, make sure they're sprinkled evenly. Better to do them, I think, and statistically I've seen, better to do them in a regular dosage throughout your life than to right. save up, right? You know, if you love travel, my recommendation is not kill yourself for two years and then go somewhere for two weeks. Because again, you'll right. just get sick for the two weeks. You'll just have all these challenges and it just won't live up to the hype. Better to do what you were talking about, Suzanne, which is if you know the beach and the ocean is your thing, get out there more regularly. You know, right. if you can find a way, just, I mean, we can half day it here. You can go out for a couple of hours, re-energize and come back, right? And so uh, sprinkling that throughout your your weeks, your months and your time just really allows you to feel more balanced and more whole. Uh, and then also giving yourself time and prep as thinking through everything, just like you do, Suzanne, where you kind of show up early and you kind of take your time setting up and you take your time with everything. Um, that allows you to mentally get into a space. You're not just catching right. up. You're not walking in the door the moment it starts. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, you'll find some work-life balance as we get into the holiday season. It can be really hard, but we hope that this has been a really helpful episode, and we will see you next week. So with this episode of All on the Table, I am Vince Williams. I'm Suzanne Reynolds. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. And? Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. All on the Table is co-hosted by Suzanne Reynolds, co-founder at Pacific Northwest Massage Academy, and Vince Williams, CEO of ClickHive Marketing. The show is produced in-house. All on the Table is sponsored by WellSpace, flexible room rentals for wellness professionals. New episodes are released weekly wherever you find your podcasts. Podcasts.